Welcome to the latest We Are Sailing podcast. It's been a while since we've done one, but good to be back at Image Sound to uh, record the podcast here. And uh, I'm joined by Director Ashley Kirk and Chief Executive John Crute. Hi, Nick. So welcome, guys. Good to be back here and uh, talking about all things spy rights and Absolutely. Since it's been a while, blast the cobwebs away. Yeah, we're going to look at uh, everything since the end of last season. Obviously, the disappointment of the player final defeat. But uh, oh, we had to start with that, didn't we? I know. We had to start with that. Fortunately, there's been we no hangover. That's what I was going to say. That that yeah. no hangover no. because you often get that from a playoff uh, uh, final defeat. You see clubs struggling, you know, to. Uh, to really gain momentum, but we've gone from strength to strength so far. So, well, uh, I, you know what? I think in in part we had a we had a. I know the management team did, and the club itself had a good old look at itself after yeah. the playoff final. We recognised that we were the third best team in the division. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. You On the day, so. we certainly weren't the second best side. No, no, at no Wembley. Absolutely. Clearly, we were the better side. But you know, you have to be honest with yourself and. Uh, we set about doing a bit of, a little bit of rebuilding. It was not, well, not rebuilding is the wrong word, but a bit of a tweaking to the squad. It was almost there, but it needed a, a little bit of a look at. So it was, it was a case of working hard over the summer to try and, I'd first of all identify players, not panic, not get into a situation where we were getting people in just because we felt we had to in short order, and but taking a time and uh, getting the squad built to a sort of resilient level that we feel is going to be good enough to. Give us a very, very good chance of going straight up, don't you? Don't you think? I mean, that's yeah, kind of yeah, we, that's right. I think it was case we decided that we didn't need sort of major surgery. It was more structured development, and mm. that's what I am. Um, we've sort of put in place really. That's what Paul Cook said when he came back to the club that it's about developing the club and developing the team moving forward, and and that's what we did. Some of the names arrived on our desk in the summer as new names to us others we had looked at last season and we'd had a look and a few chats and conversations amongst ourselves so it's fair to say that some some we didn't know were coming in but some we did yeah i mean there's decisions I and mean, there's all sorts of levels that decisions are taken in the strategic ones where you're looking at the club as a whole and what it can afford and how it's going to do things and we took the decision that you know we wanted to it was a good season to try and really push on develop the squad and you look at the players that we brought in I think it was seven we were just discussing that before we went on air and we've got the mix of one high quality lone player in terms of Harry um, in, in, in goal and then we brought in three three younger players and and three experienced players who, who have all added to to the squad, haven't we? Yeah, so and, we've got the we've got the old boys, Greg, Jacob, and, yeah. and Naylor, and then uh, Hobson and um, Barry and Curtis, the the, the 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 junior end, I suppose, of the, of the squad. And, and latterly, of course, Miguel Freckleton, who I think has yeah. settled in really comfortably. I think in his position, uh, um, he's put in some good performances. So it's often uh, uh, it's, it's like he's not had to find his feet at this level or. Um, so yeah, it's uh, as we say. I think I think we have improved things across the piece, really. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, as we sit, we're quite quite happy. But it was an in- I mean, it was an interesting summer in terms of we we obviously signed Bailey quite quickly yes. from Alfreton. Yeah, um, who's you know 
been a great member of the squad. Everyone's really happy with him. We took the, I think the, the manager Paul took the decision that and the team that he needed to get games. He needed to play. We've obviously had a great start to the season. So, and we're we're we're, we're strong in the area that we're, where we're hoping to bring him along. And he needed to go out and get games. So he's gotten the Kidderminster and he's he's blown him away. He's been their best player, I think. Every game he's played, he's scored twice in three and a half games. Yeah, yeah. I think his second one, he nearly broke the back of the net with. I saw it, and, yeah. <laughs> and the first one was a great, cool finish, really. And uh, which I know pleased the management team because they'd been working with that. I think working on it with him in in training. Yeah, so I they mean, were great to see. You know, they were really pleased for that. When I was in the room when he actually left on his last day, and he, as he was <laughs> waving out, cookie shouted after him, says, "Go and score some goals." and Make make sure I can't leave you out when you come yeah, back. He did, and yeah, he's been doing that, so we can't ask any more of him. No, no. And I know the recruitment team have been keeping. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Making sure he's all right and enjoying it. So, and that's exactly what what you want when you send younger players out on loan. You want them to get that experience and prove their worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we, we, the same thing with Bailey Clements and both Baileys. Yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> we better go with surnames, but um, he's obviously had his injury issues at the start of the season so was a little bit behind um uh the, the others i suppose and again it was a case of we need to get him out and get in games um with 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 frex coming in and um horton doing really well he needs to go and get games and he's, he's he's doing that with he's doing that with easley so all all good really in terms of um the 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 players that are out and when we talk about the younger players it has been made clear that that is part of the plan moving forward to develop young talent and to that end much work has been done at the Irwin training ground and we took a number of club sponsors and commercial partners there recently to view the new facilities and Ashley I think it's fair to say that went down really well it did and and it was great to be able to do I mean it's been the training ground has been a long term. It's been in the glimmer in the eye of uh, Mr. Cook, I think, for perhaps 10 or 12 years, yeah, actually, absolutely. for the first time he was here. And, yeah. and now when he came back, yeah. it became a, a a big cause that he was very keen to, look, if we can, I, mean, yeah, I remember him sitting down and saying to me, it's all right spending money on players, but if you spend the similar amount that you would spend over the, a two-year contract on a player on doing the training ground, you'll have something that will develop many, many players over many, many years. And... Uh, we're very pleased to be able to get two pitches down, drainage done, irrigation in, ball stop netting in, and the place looks absolutely fabulous. Apart from the the the, the SMH I'm, I'm stadium, I'm I'd be amazed if there are two better pitches between here and Derby. To be fair, that's right. Yeah, I mean they're absolutely top notch. The um, the lads used to we occasionally used to have to send them to St George's Park to go and train, and they were saying that they're comparable with the with the standard there. Um, so we're, we're we're over the moon with the work that's been done, and it was good to be able to get the sponsors up and show them what had happened and try and get some support from from the local business community uh, to what we're doing. So we're trying to obviously get some sponsorship up there in terms of um, paying for the running costs, any 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 help we can do in terms of the amount of you know investment we've made there uh, is is going to be a bonus. But again, it's all part. It's almost as though we have a plan. We did sit down 12 months ago and work out a strategy. And one of the key parts of the sort of mission of the board and what the strategy was, was was to get a training pitch that was fit for developing players through this league and on into up through the EFL. 
um and it's you know it's it's important and and if we want to start attracting or if we keep attracting players to be able to go and show them that that's going to be a key part of developing the squad as we go forward in the next few years there are you know there are there are many teams in league 1 that won't have the facilities and the grass that we've got here um, in fact, some probably in the John will know better. Probably some in the Championship that don't. Yeah, that's right. But um, it's it's you know it's it's a great asset that we've got. And that coupled with the stadium that we've got and the attendances we get in, which always gets mentioned by f- uh, players when they're signing for us, that as a major factor really in why they're wanting to come to us. And certainly with some of the players that we've attracted uh, down from the EFL and uh, and the bigger clubs that. The the support base that we've got plays a big part, on, and the facilities now because we'd shown them what we were doing with the training ground, um, and uh, so yeah, it puts us in a really good place to uh, to to push on, and particularly work with younger players that we've brought in for that for that purpose really, yeah. being assets for the club. I mean, uh, we we just keep remove, removing excuses from the from <laughs> Cookie and his and his team really because yeah. Yeah, you know we will be asking them to develop players and bring players on and we we all know we'll be talking about the the younger end of the squad and you know you want to see them you know if they can travel the way all the way with Chesterfield great but if we can if we can move some on and make some money and and bring some more players in and develop them on you know that that's going to be great as well there are certainly some lads in the squad that I could see playing at a very very high level and uh, you know we need to develop them first. We need to help them make that next step, don't we, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. We've given them the tools now to crack on and do it, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And as well as uh, help from the local business community that we've already mentioned, we're uh, giving an opportunity for supporters to help with a, a fundraising drive to help pay for equipment, which will be used at the Irwin Training Ground. And uh, to that end... We've organised an event which will take place next Thursday, John. We've been talking about what we're going to be doing at, uh, on that night, so perhaps you can tell us a little more. Yeah, yeah. well, um, first things to say, I think, uh, is Paul will be around, Paul Cook will be around, and members of his management team. And it's uh, we intend it being an informative evening, really, so that we can show people and talk about what we've done and what benefits the management team think that we've done to the training ground, and also how supporters will be able to contribute and help financially as well at a level that suits them. I know um, at recent matches walking around the stadium as I do on match day, you know, it's been mentioned time and time again about the Irwin training ground and supporters have said, you know, we're happy to help, um, might not be at the same level. So, you know, that's what we're, we're working on doing or we are doing is uh, like we've done before, we've looked at things like crowdfunding and things like that before, which supporters have always stood up to the plate, really, and helped us tremendously. It's always astonished me. So it's that sort of thing, really, that we'll be uh, we'll be talking about on the evening. Yeah, and, and there is an appetite if we can get the facilities right. And again, this is the next stage. Uh, there is a there is an appetite to um, at certain points during the season to even allow fans to come and watch the guys train. And I, I, I know there is the you know, Cookie said that himself. It's obviously got to be the right day, the right time. But the facilities at the moment don't quite match up to the, the off the field facilities. That is to 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 allowing that. But that will be the the long term game, and I think that will just bring the club closer. The idea is bring it closer towards the fans, the community as well. Um, and it's going to be, um, it's, you know, that's one of the reasons it's a long term asset. It's going to be there for a long time. We need to look after it, and yeah, I think you know, make people feel that it it's 
it belongs to them in part as well. I think that's important. Yeah. But I know that I know that Gary Roberts particularly has got a big list of training. <laughs> he has, he has it, some of which is uh, is not cheap. You want some fancy tech ball tables up there for them playing some weird form of football table tennis, um, and one or two other bits and pieces that he's got a specific eye on, and we'll release details of that on uh, next Thursday at the at the event, just so that you know people get a tangible sense of what they might be buying um, with with any donations they. They, they care to make so that event uh, just to confirm will be taking place on thursday and um, october the 12th from 6 p.m and it'll include food and uh, there's a priority for uh, season ticket holders initially they have up until 5 p.m on monday the 9th of october to uh, book uh, so take a look online under the events section on their website and after that after 5 p.m on Monday the 9th, any remaining tickets will go on general sale. So I'm sure there'll be much demand for that. So uh, please do uh, make a booking as soon as possible. And continuing on the theme of, of development, we've talked about the young players. We should also remember that uh, a number of academy youngsters uh, stepped up to the first team squad at the end of last season, handed professional contracts, John. Yeah. Well, I was I was I was about to die. Sorry, yeah, no, no. Over. yeah. I mean, it was again. It's an important part of 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 the club, the academy, and it's an important step. We we've lost players, haven't we? The last yeah, two or three yeah, years, we we've, because we're in the national league again. Jen, John knows the sort yeah. of legal ins and outs a lot better than I do, but we we've lost academy lads who've gone on to to other clubs, and we've not been able to get really any recompense for the work that we've done with them, and. It was very important that the lads in the academy also thought, you know, saw that there was a development route for them uh, into the uh, into the first team, and so we managed to get four lads. When's, when was the last time we did? We actually gave them a professional contract from the academy. I, I can't remember. So I can't remember. We've not done it at all. I don't think since we've been in this league, and to take four up, I think it's it's a long time. I mean, I can't. I'm thinking I can't remember to be honest, but it's a long time. But it's, uh, um, as you say, it was about keeping hold of them because not being in the EFL academy system without getting into it too much means that we were struggling to do it. But we have covered that base with, with the four of them now. And Matlock very quickly put the hand up and said, "Can you send them here, please?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Matlock. It's fair to say this summer and leading up have been really, really good to us with their training facilities whilst yeah. we've been getting yeah, the uh, in training ground together. So we were we were keen to 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 help them um, for the help they've given us really, and also it's really really handy for us at Matlock in that uh, our recruitment room and our management team do go and have a look at the guys, see how they're going on. We get feedback. And that's really, really important because and they're close enough to, and they, they train with the yeah, train with the first yeah, team. They're close yeah. enough to come work with the first team, and then obviously go and play with Matlock, who are not who are not full time. That's right, and um, it's, it's great for their football education, really, and that's what it's about. Plus, they were handy because they came and helped me knock the fencing in when we did <laughs> we put in around the pitch. So they've all played the part in that. Did Neil so, Cluxton help at all? Or? Neil came down with a bunch of the first years from the academy as well. I had two days: one with the uh, one with the senior sort of group, and uh, and then one with the, uh, the the sixteen to seventeen year olds who I have to say were 
all of them were fantastic. They got on with it. We made it into a little competition, which split them in half. Who could do the the best fence in the shortest time? And um, give or take one or two blisters. We uh, <laughs> we on the hands, not the feet, and wouldn't affect the football. Um, that you know, they did a great job, and Neil organised them. And yeah, it was it was a it was a, the hottest two days of yeah, September. Was say, it was. Hottest two days of August, wasn't it? But yeah, almost killed me. But they, they had a great time. <laughs> Now we'll be taking a brief break from uh, the National League because the uh, draw has been made for the uh, FA Cup and we've been handed a home draw. Yeah, an East Midland Railway derby, isn't it? That's yeah, Catherine. that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's um, an interesting draw for us. I'm sure Catherine will be looking forward to visiting uh, SMH Group Stadium. Um, they're sort of saying, uh, regarding away fans, expect anywhere from sort of 200 to 1,000. Um, they say there's a lot of interest there. They're looking forward to coming, so that'll be great to get them there. Uh, we're putting plans in place um, to make the fixture attractive as well, off the field as well as on it, and I know Ashley's got a few a few plans on that. We've thrown a few ideas about what with, with Bridget and other members, so I don't know if you... Yeah, I mean, we're looking at... We, obviously, we need to get the ticket pricing right, but we've got to do that in conjunction with Kettering, so we're still discussing that with them. So, yeah. But it'll be it'll be competitively priced. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's important that we are taking the FA Cup seriously, and it's important that hopefully everyone knows what, what enjoyment and fun and entertainment we've had this year, because there have been... That's something we've not mentioned, like the almost close heart attack games we've had, the number of last-minute... <laughs> action and all the stuff during the course of the season but it, it, it's important that we try and get as many people in the stadium supporting and pushing on because the FA Cup you know it's, it's an important competition and we need the, the, the we need to give everyone the best chance but what we're going to do as well as competitively priced tickets is I'm working hard with the the, um, the concourse food and beverage team to make sure we've got the best priced beer in Chesterfield for that day so between one and three um, and not just beer but the prices on the concourse are going to be uh, as um, as good as we can make them to get people in, make them come down, spend some time, spend a bit, spend a little bit of money with us, but not 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 at the normal price point, and uh, give everyone a, 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 a good couple of hours before the game kicks off. Um, so that's the plan. We've also hopefully have one or two events going off around the stadium as well. Yep. But. And and a hospitality package as well that will be competitive. I understand. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking sort of mid thirties for uh, you know your nice comfy seat and and some food. Um, we're looking at perhaps doing a, a, a curry. I think is the latest I've yeah, heard from the kitchen. Yeah. Is that yeah, type, think, type of thing? Yeah, I think that's right. I think as we are at the moment, we've not been told whether we'll have any TV coverage for it. So I think that sort of dictates as well what food because. Uh, Yes, if, it might be breakfast if it's yeah, a curry for yeah. breakfast is uh, <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea really, but uh, we'll, we'll, we should know later today. But yeah, that. the idea is there'll just be one offering upstairs across all the lounges, and uh, if you want to come and just try it out, do something a bit different, um, see what it's like sitting in a padded seat, and um, then you know, please feel free to get online and get it booked because we're 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 hoping we can we'll that'll be uh, popular. And on the hospitality front, we've uh, changed the offering for midweek fixtures this season, tweaked the timings and, and the servings, and that's gone down well. Yeah, it has. It's gone down really well. We've had great numbers, really, in there, to be honest. Um, it seems to have been well received. Um, one of the things which has bothered me for some time, really, has been how early we'd been asking people to arrive for 
hospitality for evening matches and hopefully we've made it sort of more accessible to them really and yeah it's great that it's worked out good feedback um so it's it just shows really that uh, doing the same old thing all the time it doesn't uh, it doesn't do any harm to change things and and respond really to feedback yeah i mean i've just echo that really it's um it's important that we try and you know, people who are at work and have got jobs and are trying to rush around and get the kids sorted and all that sort of thing. It's, you know, we wanted to make sure there was enough time for them to come and enjoy the game as well without starting the match with indigestion and ending it with a with a heart attack, which we seem to be. Yeah, yeah. We, we can lay on the heart attack, but we wanted to avoid the indigestion, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the that's the plan. Looking at the, uh, the commercial activity, I know we were talking earlier in the office, uh, Ashley, about the... Uh, sales of replica shirts, which have uh, been very impressive this season. We had that great launch at the Crooked Spire to show fans the uh, the, the home and away replica shirts for this season, and uh, yeah, some uh, some yeah, great figures. It's it, to be honest, with you, it's been amazing. Bridget's done a great job, and I think that the fact that we've got our own bespoke shirt. Yes, is, is so. It's, well, it's important to the club. I think it's important to everyone. Everyone seems to love it. Absolutely. Um, and you know, just to do something that nobody else has got for the first time in quite a while, many uh, years, many, many years, years. Has, has proved what a success. But we've, we've. I was looking at the figures just before we came on air, and at the end of September, we'd we'd sold three thousand eight hundred and sixty-four replica shirts, um, which is by far and away the most we've sold for many, a long, long many, time, many years. Um, in fact. We, we were struggling to find a time when, when we'd sold so many. And we've still got some left, but sizes are going. Um, and we hopefully, you know, with a run-up to Christmas, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll set some records that might stand for a bit of time. Having said that, we have already, um, and because of the way Puma work and the way that the, the world of football shirt manufacturer works, we have already chosen next year's, um, next year's kit. And, but... That won't be rolled out for a considerable time. We're probably looking at six months. But w one thing that we are very pleased with is that we've been able to um, secure the kit for the women's team and the academy and um, and the first team. So for the first time, they'll be setting off the start of the season with with the same the same kit on, which is um, which is tremendous. Which really. is tremendous. Yeah, really, really gets a good feel across the club that everybody's the same, really, and. Uh, um, it, it, it's fantastic. It's something we've aimed to do for some time, and uh, we've worked with Puma and Andrea in the women's team and the academy guys, and been able to to secure it really. And for the youngsters and the women in the various teams, you know, that's a, a great advancement for them. Yeah, yeah. One of the things we want to uh, try and work out for next season is we've sort of loosely discussed about having the women's team shirts in in the club shop, haven't we, Ash? And uh, you know, it's something that uh, needs a bit of work doing, but um, in principle, we, we're keen to do. And I know Andrea and her team are, are keen to get something in there. They, they are being asked for them, so it's something you know. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's the next step, undoubtedly, for the club. And and but the women's team are obviously with them getting promoted and they're they're yeah. holding their own in the league at the minute and doing doing well. And we wish to you know we want to encourage we want to encourage them, but also to get some supporters behind them. I think having a they're keen to get the shirt yeah. out. They've already had some some of their sort of more regular supporters crying out for 
for for, for the shirt. So the, the the only difference will be they've got they've got a different sponsor. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah. But it, we'll we'll get a few in the shop for next year certainly, and uh, yeah. you know, try and encourage and raise awareness of what's going off over there with with Andrea and her, and, and and the teams. Yeah, and it's probably also a good time to note as well that the support really that Ray Heffer and Lee Lubricants and, and, and that they give the, the women's team has just uh, agreed to some more sponsorship for the women's team so it's great for 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 them to get support from uh, from Ray and his, his business really. Yeah, long-standing sponsor of the club. Yeah, absolutely. Many of those are fortunate enough to have some great support from the local business community and Ray yeah. stepping up once again to help with the sponsorship on the uh, the women's Yeah, side. yeah. Um, just looking at the... Um, uh, supporters forum now um, I know that there are regular meetings taking place and feedback uh, provided from those meetings that uh, we look to improve matters for um, fans on match days and, and at various other times because it's it is important to to take feedback and uh, act upon it where possible and, and where it's necessary yeah that's right in We've uh, slightly changed this month the process within the club, how we uh, react to what the supporters forum uh, uh, ask us, talk to us, give feedback on, etc. We've got Chantelle who's liaising and linking that up now and making sure mm. that we get uh, get the responses really in a, in a timely manner. Um, but that's all part of the process because, um, as you say, we are keen to get feedback um, and we do our best to react to it sometimes uh, we can do it quite easily sometimes it's a bit takes a bit of time and sometimes and if it is the case that actually we can't really do anything about that matter we'll just be honest and say that's what we can't do and give a reason why uh, but uh, but yeah we're, we're keen to get the feedback it seems to be working well to get good numbers um yeah i mean I'm, it's always interesting to hear what people have got to say and we'll try our best won't we yeah. Try best, but some some things are almost impossible to do. Others we won't have thought of, and and it's you know it's, it's sometimes a very simple fix. And others, it's like, well, if we're going to do that, we might have to wait till the end of the season, or we might have to, you know, it might have to be a long term project because of the yeah. amount of money that might be involved. Um, but you know, I know both of us have been to um, the supporters forum meetings, haven't we? I know yeah. there's another one today, I believe. But but. Yeah. Both of us have been, and we'll try and we'll continue to do that and give feedback. But you know, the other thing is, if anyone's got feed it through the forum. If you ever want to pop in, feel free. You can do. You know, we're available. If someone's available to have a chat, if you've got a major issue, we'll discuss it with you. Um, well, yeah, because one of the things I find when I've been to the meetings, I find really, really positive is sometimes actually some of the feedback we've had has been supporters that have just said actually. Um, the club can get some extra income generation. If you th yeah. have you thought about yeah. doing this, yeah. so it's by no means that we're just getting, if you like, negative comments thrown at us. Some of them, you know, there's some great ideas, and over the sort of next twelve months, will some of those will be coming to fruition. You know, just want to look now at the uh, match coverage that we offer. 1866 Sport, the club's in-house radio station, uh, that continues to. Um, Got a lot of um, yeah. good feedback from supporters. It's a great way for them to follow the action. And we're talking in the build-up to the uh, game at Boreham Wood. And we have uh, another former player taking part in the uh, 
commentary alongside Phil Tooley. We've got uh, former Sparite Lee Francis, who also played for Ballroom. Taxi driver, if I'm not. Yeah, and he actually started out at uh, Arsenal. He did start. I remember him signing, yeah. I remember him signing from Arsenal. Um, uh, yeah, he was a good good member of that squad. In fact, um, I th- I, um, I saw him recently at um, Tony Brown's funeral, actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was there. I hadn't seen him for many, many years and uh, didn't get a chance to catch up then, so I'll make sure on Saturday that, that we do. But, yeah, I think he's a cabbie now in London, so... Uh, um, yeah, so he's got the knowledge. Certainly got the knowledge. Yeah, hopefully he's got the knowledge for uh, commentary on Saturday <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> Having yeah. played for both clubs. Yeah. Uh, ask him how to get oh, to the... He played for Bowling Wood, did he? Yeah, just a very quick question, because uh, I think I caught somebody out at the club. I won't name him yesterday, but I, it stuck in my it mind. Won't, it won't have been Phil Tooley, that's for sure. It wasn't him. It no. was somebody who... Um, we were talking about Lee Francis, and I said... Oh, there was another former Spyrite who started out at, at Arsenal. Alex Bailey. I'm talking further back. Well, I was going well to say. Known, a well-known defender, later manager, was Nicky Law. Oh, really? He actually no, made a, he was one appearance as a sub for Arsenal oh, yeah. before he signed for Barnsley. So a very mm. tenuous link there with... Uh, with Lee Francis, who's going to be uh, the summariser on Saturday. But yeah, talking about 1866 sport, um, you know, we're getting some great numbers on match days, listening to the, the commentaries. And also uh, during the week, of course, it's on, on air 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But uh, a, a great way for people to keep up with uh, what's happening. Phil they're doing a great job. I'd also like to mention Josh Marsh as yeah. well, who uh, helps yeah. out and uh, he travels uh, to many of the away games as well to provide some of the feedback that we get on social media so that's working really well and I think I'm right in saying we had five players come up for uh, post-match interviews after yeah, the uh, midweek game as well so uh, we are um, you know getting some great coverage there and, and our thanks to uh, Phil, Josh and, and everybody involved in uh, helping to uh, make it a really good service for all the fans and um, and also streaming, we were going to uh, mention as well, John. Um, perhaps yeah. you could talk about streaming. Probably a lot of people don't think about it because um, they're listening to 1866 yeah. Sport. Yeah. But for certain games, you are able to stream. Other, Otherwise, it's uh, a, a foreign service, but um seems to be that people get away around that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, certainly the National League TV is available generally for non-Saturday matches. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's particularly useful, I think, for our fans when they're away for the games that we can stream. Um, and as you say, really, um, everybody, when it was first came out, I know we discussed it quite at length, Ash, didn't mm. we, really, about the any effect it has on attendances. Um, and I think the jury's still out on that, although you have to say, you know, we're here now after uh, a game a couple of days ago where we had the highest home attendance since we'd been on Whittington Moor. Yeah, um, I mean, so, the attendances are way up on yeah, so on, on last year. So. so does that lead us to believe that it's not affecting it? I think the jury's out. But as you say, I mean, uh, I get messages through uh, social media, really, private messages from supporters who are really pleased abroad that are watching it, you know, from us, from us sort of close as, you know, the fr- France right across the world in 
I know we've got fans in Australia and Far East who, who watch us regularly in, in the States. <laughs> I, and... I spoke to a couple of people locally who claim to be uh, watching it from Holland, but yeah, um, like... France and maybe using a VPN. But I didn't say that, did I? So just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are doing that. And uh, yeah, 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 it seems I mean, it's open widespread. to it. I don't think it's, it's clearly not affecting attendances. No. And I think there's nothing like coming down That's coming to the match. But I think some people who are um, are able to access football who either can't get to the game for whatever reason, or they're away, or just are not able to come to the match. I think it's a it's a it's a good thing. Whether it's going to make whether it's going to be worth it financially, and whether it's viable in the long term now that the might of Wrexham have have left the national yeah. league is a is a different point. We, we, you know, we're a long way off seeing any sort of financial visibility yet again from the National League. So that that's a question mark for them to deal with. And I, that's, it's a minor worry, I think, for me. It's all right having it, but it'll just be like a charity thing. And then it's like, if we're giving them free streaming, should we do it? I mean, that, that's when it becomes a question. Um, yeah. So don't mention clarity and finances, Ash, to you, I don't think... Uh... A national league? No, no. We, we've yeah, we don't. <laughs> we've had one or two. I mean, we, we we've had some interesting conversations. We, we have, yeah. We was we were obviously very disappointed with the result at Wembley, but we were also very disappointed with the, uh, the sort of financials of the of the playoff final. Considering there was you know nearly forty thousand people at Wembley paying a considerable amount of money, um, the club had to guarantee. Well over twenty twenty odd thousand pounds to Wembley to to attend the match, uh, even so. By the time we cleared out, we made considerably less than we make from a summer friendly, and yeah. it, you know it's it's uh, it's it was disappointing to say the least. And when when we asked to see the books, we were denied access to anything. There was no financial visibility. So um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. I'm you know, that everyone's got to try and make ends meet in a difficult. Uh, in a difficult financial uh, world that we live in. So, um, but yeah, disappointing. Gave us more determination to go straight up, Ashley, rather than go through it again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't want to yeah. do that again. God. Yeah, real incentive to, uh, <laughs> to not have to do that. Um, yeah. You mentioned, Ashley, about, uh, you know, fans um, coming to the matches rather than watching on the stream. You can't beat live football, let's be honest, and, and the atmosphere, well, you know, when you get that fantastic... Uh, atmosphere that we're getting when we're getting you know near full stadium i mean every game this calendar year almost has been in fact going well there hasn't been a dull moment you know there's no there's not been there's goals been flying in there's goals flying in there's last minute tension there's referees doing all sorts of crazy stuff there's 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 just incident after incident and it was almost it was lovely actually with <laughs> against Bromley just to take a moment and even that we were nil yeah. nil with yeah. you know and you're thinking at 2 nil up is that enough because we've all seen us have our defensive moments but well, th- that performance where they were really solid at the back but it's uh, yeah, I keep and, feeling seasick at the end of games I don't and, know to, and, and to come down and be part of that community and, and the fact that you know the, the fact that COP is full every game is tremendous and, and there's more people coming in to watch us play uh, than came to see us in League One, yeah. You know, last time, yeah. and, I mean, you know, the, the attendances are tremendous. I think if you've not been, come on down. I'm sure you probably have been if you listen to the podcast. But you know, tell your mates, tell them how good it is because it is a, it's a, it's a top, it's a top day out, and it's 
again, in the scheme of things, it's it's hopefully fairly fairly priced and it's it's a good value. It's top value. Yeah, I think the thing to do is if we can encourage to bring somebody down with you. I know going back into the older older times. Of, the older fans will remember Arthur Cox always used to say, bring somebody with you and it doubles the attendance. Well, incredibly, we can't fit double the attendance in. Uh, but yeah, um, and I think, Ashley, as well, without a doubt, having fans in the North Stand, our own fans, I think, yeah. makes a tremendous difference. I think, you know, we've managed to get sort of minimum five, 600 in there every game. And I think that makes a world of difference. Well, and, and personally, you know, we need to try and. There's no keep... reason it can't become a second cop. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, it would be such a an advantage to the to the team and to us. And everyone, you know, the, everyone knows what the atmosphere is like on the cop. We're not. We're only a thousand people away in the north stand from having the same thing. Yeah, and uh, that again is a target for us as a as a board and a, and a club to play the right type of football that get people in and, and get it priced right and making sure everyone's everyone's enjoying it and you know it's it's Chesterfield's big day out that's what I that's what I want it to become you know it's you've got to be there it's like a must go got to go got to go and we talk about the entertainment being delivered on the pitch there's no doubt about that when you look yeah. at the games we've played so far this season but we're also mindful of the fact that we need to improve the fan experience before the game and much work has gone into uh, a plan to do that. So we got we partnered up with uh, Santi Perez of Global Brands and he's going to uh, put a temporary sort of bar in the top corner near uh, near the Aldie, I suppose is what it's called. Yeah, um, the traffic uh, light corner. Traffic lights. <laughs> yeah, top corner, we're going to have a temporary bar there. We've also been uh, working harder with the, with the trust to get them to uh, get some of the academy lads out and uh, putting something on for the sort of younger element, but the bar will be the first thing that that opens up. Hopefully, sure. I think it's either gone through or he's very close to passing through yeah. planning and safety and all that sort of stuff. But I think they've a few good plans for the opening, haven't they, John? Yeah, they have. Yeah, um, <coughs> yeah. Santi's go- reason really that we went to to Santi is he is the expert in the field locally. I think it's fair to say, or one of the top experts, and we wanted to do something that. Our fans want to, and he's a supporter himself, which is important. And I know he's keen to give a, uh, the offer to supporters. Um, yeah, I understand he's told, is uh, arranged for Kevin Davis to come and uh, pull the first pint. Um, so uh, I'm knowing Kevin will not be buying it; he will be pulling it though, but uh, <laughs> and drinking, it, <laughs> and drinking it probably. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, and others, I think I know. I've met several sort of former players, or they've contacted me, and Santi's been in touch. So he's got some some great plans as well. So it'd be great to get fans on the footprint um, and uh, get them really enjoying, giving more of a, an all round experience on match day. And once the fans are inside the stadium, that leads us to something we viewed and for the first time just before heading over here to record this podcast, the new tunnel, which is uh, now being uh, now in place and uh, and thanks to some uh, sponsorship from yep. Chessfield College to uh, to help put that together. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The college showed interest in it, I think, in early summer, really, and um, Bridget's been working on it. Um, they've... Uh, They've worked with us to make it happen. I, I think Bridget had trouble actually getting a company that could actually build the tunnel. That was one of the one of the issues. But yeah, it's great to have the college on board with it, um, and we're looking at extending partnership with the college in other mm. areas mm. as well because obviously they are uh, 
an organisation like ourselves that is sort of steeped in the history of the town, really. Um, so, yeah, it's great great to have it, really, and uh, something new for people to see. So it's that time of year when we're looking at plans for Christmas and New Year and always a very busy time for the conference and banqueting department. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's busy time across the club, of course. The, you know, There's a lot of matches to play, a lot of points to be gained as well. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I was talking to uh, Maddie from our conference and banqueting a couple of days ago, just going through things. And I'm pleased to say that a lot of the events that we've got are booked up and they're all nearly booked up. So I'll just say at this point that if you are looking at coming to the club and we've got some great, uh, great events on, please book early and it's on the website. Get on there and book because uh, places are running out. OK, so you'll see all the details on the uh online brochure on the club website so that really uh is time now for us to uh blow the final whistle gent so uh before we do that any closing remarks that you'd like to make any closing remarks it makes it some of the stuff we've said today make, makes like we've got a massive plan and yeah. we are we do have a strategy we do have a, a a purpose and we're trying to implement it and i know the management staff are as well and on all the staff down at chesterfield that, that we're putting a shift in and making some changes we can't change everything overnight. We're trying to do it as quickly as we can, but also in a, in a measured way. But I was just I was sitting here looking at the list of players, and re, I was re, I was just thinking about the day um, towards the end of the close season when I'm we're sitting in the manager's room trying to <laughs> yeah. sign a flair player just to finish the squad off. And we'd been following uh, a certain Mr. Berry and dealing with Robbie Savage, which is an said worth a podcast of its own, actually, <laughs> which maybe we'll come on to one day. But um, we were very close to getting that over the line when all of a sudden uh, uh, what we thought was a dead end and a dead yeah. duck from, from a certain Michael Jacobs popped up. And we look, and we were joking. Uh, I do remember joking the day before saying, well, it wouldn't be too bad if they both said no, we'd, we'd survive. Yeah, and yeah. then it, and Cookie looking at me say the worst bloody scenario is if they both say yes yeah. and blow me down. It did happen. So that was the <laughs> that was the the the, the plan that that, that you know yeah. obviously James is a is a uh, uh, a work in progress and and we're also very pleased to have Michael on board. But there are there's the odd occasion where things come uh, and yeah we had to look at ourselves and say look this is an opportunity we need both players are top quality can we do it and uh, you know I, there's there's there is some ambition um certainly with my brother and I to help the club get promoted but that was just it just made, I was yeah. thinking about that when we we're talking uh, it's yeah. like all of a sudden you know be careful what you wish for yeah that's, that's also I think, true I think I think <laughs> I remember Paul saying um we we'll show interest in both I don't think we'll get any of them yeah and suddenly yeah. next day the we could end up with it, two. Yeah. but yeah. Uh, I think it, it's been proven to be the right decision for the club yeah, it's, absolutely. it's uh it's a great thing, but that's sometimes you've just got to grab an opportunity when it comes along, yeah. rather than being part of a master plan. Well, thanks for your uh, company, and uh, thank you for listening to this episode of We Are Sailing. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, and as always, we welcome your feedback via social media.